that really does tie in today because we're talking all about joy today, but we don't want to rush into that quite yet. Let's recap what we've been doing this season because even we need to recap what we've been doing this season. (laughs) Well, we have to in order to make it make sense. It does. Otherwise, the thread doesn't weave. And you know, I'm about the weaving. I know you are. You want to start? (laughs) Yeah, I do. The theme of this season is spiritual evolution in real life. When you have a new opportunity, how do you know whether to say yes or no? I'm Andrea Neville, and I've been taught by spirit that when a new opportunity presents itself, I was guided there. And I'm Jessica Paschke, and I firmly believe that everyone is intuitive. Everyone. In this podcast, we share spiritual adventures. And we invite you to share yours as well. You can submit your experiences or questions to adventureswithspirit.com. We will give you specific tools and practices so you can navigate your journey with more confidence. If you find the answers helpful, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you ready to be adventurous? Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures with with Spirit. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of Adventures with Spirit. We are so excited to be here with you today. Hello. Um, We've been super busy. Yeah. And thank you all. Can we just take a minute? We are in the top 10% of podcasts globally in just two seasons. What? (laughs) Like, Like, so thank you. I just thank you. My spirit guides made me do it, has turned into something much more. But it's interesting because that thought actually ties in today's episode. I know. I didn't do that on purpose. And as soon I know as you didn't. I, I know you didn't. Connect. I was you like, didn't. she I has no like, idea. Oh, look what we just <laughs> did right there. <laughs> right there. So we were just following our joy. Yeah, we weren't we were. trying to make it into anything. We were just really having a good time and following our joy of of wanting to be of service and following our joy of having these conversations between ourselves. So why not record them? And then here we are. So that really does tie in today because we're talking all about joy today, but we don't want to rush into that quite yet. Let's recap what we've been doing this season because even we need to recap what we've been doing this season. (laughs) Well, we have to in order to make it make sense. It does. Otherwise, the thread doesn't weave. And you know, I'm about the weaving. I know you are. You want to start? (laughs) Yeah, I do. The theme of this season is spiritual evolution in real life. So with that in mind, we can't just talk about joy. We have to think about why as we're pulling the tarot cards for this season, and we've run through all of the other episodes and cards that we've already spoken about, why now we come to joy and how that shows us and applies to spiritual evolution in real life. It's really important because otherwise, what's the point? It's just an episode on joy. And that's not what we're doing. It can be taken that way. I mean, you can certainly just take this bite out and we can talk about joy and it stands on its own. Absolutely. But the theme, the intention of this season is spiritual evolution. So we've come through stillness, surrender, courage, going with the flow, walking away. We've done all of these things and all of a sudden we're to joy. But how does that joy then build into this arc that we've created of spiritual evolution with these other items? I can't wait to find out. (laughs) Because it's just going to come through. 
It is. Let's chat a little bit about what the card is for this, what triggered yeah. this. So we sat with the the Six of Cups and what's on the card is usually an older individual and a younger individual. And it, sometimes it's an adult, sometimes it's a teen to a child, but sometimes it's an older child to a younger child. It really depends on your deck, but it's it's this a little bit older and younger beings on the card with six cups. And the older being is handing the younger being a cup. It can sometimes be full of flowers or full of like, in this case, a magic potion or whatever. And they're in front of a home. And the home really signifies this idea of safety, security, stability. And there is definitely a sense of nostalgia with this card. Um, Looking back on revisiting past happy memories with this, joy is worked into this card. the, The flavor of this card is one of happiness. Tapping into that inner child energy, giving yourself permission to be playful, to be spontaneous, to be creative, all of those things. When we looked at then the Six of Cups in terms of spiritual evolution, we were trying to figure out, well, how do we, at first we thought, well, maybe we were going to be talking about like the past or inner child healing. And we both agreed that when we're doing spiritual evolution, we can sometimes trend towards like the nitty gritty too much and lose focus on the things that are lighter and, and bring light into the space. And this card is literally a reminder that even though you're working really, really hard up to this point, and even though you're diving in and out and there's ups and downs, that joy is a pivotal piece in this journey and it needs to be talked about. And we're also reaching the part of the journey where and becomes part of the conversation. So joy and grief. We're looking at these, it's not just this or that. You can have both simultaneously. And I think that brings another layer of complexity into how you look at your evolution. Because Andrea, when you reflect back on your various evolutions, right, various journeys, you can see, can't you, how things can exist that seem like they're polar opposites at the same time, but can be happening simultaneously. I think it's, it's what keeps us going same, depending on the situation, is finding finding the joy. And I have lots of thoughts about joy. <laughs> Let's define it. <laughs> or to our best of ability first. What what do we mean when we say joy? So what do you mean when you say joy, Andrea? Joy is one of those words that sometimes tickles me the wrong way. Interesting. I said tickle. Um, (laughs) I would have picked a different word, but yes. (laughs) Tickles me the wrong way. Because I think that sometimes I feel, I'm sure like a lot of people that just quantifying joy is challenging and it gets thrown around just like, oh, just find joy in this and find joy. And I, I, I can pull back from that. At the same time, everybody, (laughs) I am a person that finds joy in the smallest little things that just light me up. And so that when I don't try to make it, if you're not in a state of joy, you're living your life wrong. I just think joy comes in and out. I do think it's a state of being. We're going to walk, we're going to talk to that. That's what I think it is. But there are those moments. Here's an example. I mean, do you guys see how simple I am? I mean that in the best way. I was on FaceTime with my daughter recently. And she was cleaning fruit. She had just gone to the store 
and she had, you know, blueberries and strawberries and she was cleaning them. And so she put them in the water. She added vinegar because we wash them with vinegar. And then Mm -hmm. so she, to make me happy, I didn't know this was coming. She added some baking soda. Well, it bubbled up. Like there was just bubbles everywhere. I was in bliss and joy. And I didn't even realize how intently I was staring at the camera because I was staring at the bubbles. And I was so happy. And when it stopped bubbling, I guess she could kind of feel my energy drop because she turned around and she dropped in another bit of baking soda and it started bubbling again. I was so happy. And she just said, she goes, you know, the joy, the simple joy in you. She's like, thanks, mom, because she gets the same thing. And I remember this. This was a couple of weeks ago. And this is what I remember because maybe it was a week ago. It didn't matter what was going on in that moment. It didn't matter if I had a good day, a bad day. I just liked watching the bubbles come up on the water. And I don't think people think of that, those simple things like that as joy. I love a good bubble. I think you're right. I don't think there's any kind of one way to define it. Mm -hmm. I think how we grow up, what our culture is, where we are, social expectations, interpretations, Mm. whatever, really play a big factor in what we believe as joy. But I do agree with you that it is a state of being rather than an action or a thing, though those things can bring you joy. Mm -hmm. It comes from something internally. It does. And even in that moment, Jessica, if I weren't in a place of understanding joy flowing in and out, I probably wouldn't have had so much joy at watching the bubbles cleaning fruit. There was an element of mindfulness or present moment awareness that you would have mm-hmm. to have to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so focused. you see how many layers there are here. And this, right. this conversation isn't going to define joy for you. We're not even going to tell you how to find joy per se. Find, like you're digging for treasure. <laughs> Cultivate. I don't know what the word is. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we're just going to talk about some of the dis- different facets maybe of it to get you thinking and pondering about what joy means to you personally. You know, when we put this out to people, and even in just in regular conversation, I think the first response is a a thing. You know, what is joy? And people think what, what brings them joy, which, you know, is valid. But without that state of being, without that understanding that you are allowing joy, you are open to joy, you are accepting this elevated feeling of whatever it is. I mean, joy, you and I can say our dogs bring us joy because they do. Atlas and Leo bring us joy. But we are not limited to saying, oh, well, going out and romping with Atlas or romping with Leo brings us joy because it's not that we're with them. They just amplify what we're already open to as a state of being, of allowing pleasure, enjoyment, mindfulness, Awareness of our thoughts, awareness of our vibration. I think that's mm-hmm. what joy is. I do love a good laugh. So do you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. And the thing with joy is it can be, it can feel really hard. It can. That's why sometimes I pull back. It, yeah. it can feel really hard. It can feel challenging to access that state or to tap into that state, because you were describing the dogs and 
yes, my dog brings me joy. Oh, and I there are certain things face. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you were like, but. but he could, depending on the day though, and I think this is really kind of a good example, that same whatever he did that brought me joy one day could annoy the bejesus out of me the next day mm-hmm. because of me, not because of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an aspect of joy that we don't often look at is how how it it changes. You can't make it a repetitive action. You have to meet it where it's at or where you're at or or something. I, I you know, I'm not sure how to phrase it, but but I I could romp all day with Atlas and it bring me immense amount of joy. And the next day I would want joy again. And then I'm going to go romp with Atlas and it's not as present or it's differently present or it just doesn't have the same flow. And it's because it's not one thing. Mm-mm. It's not one action. It's not something that's necessarily logically repeatable because it's rooted in you and what's going on internally with you. And that's where that spiritual awareness, physical awareness, emotional, mental awareness comes really into play on this evolutionary journey is, wow, I have to pay attention to a lot of facets of who I am in order to tap into these states of being that I desire. That's where I I get that touch when people talk about joy and happiness. And I think that we can experience a moment of joy, even if we're not in the state of being of joy. At the same time, we're not happy. That goes back to what you were saying with joy and grief. We don't have to be joyful to be happy, and we don't have to be happy to be joyful. But being able to move through those. It's really like moving through those fields. I'm seeing it as a vibrational frequency that allows happiness or joy, accepts it. Oh, I do. See, I, I, I think that because I think that there are some situations where people who inherently and maybe unbeknownst to them do not allow for joy to be present in any way in their lives. So I have a story about this. Can I share Mm, it? Yes. So my dad passed away just over a year ago and we went home to support my mom right after it happened. We drove out and we had, it was my daughter, my husband, a cat and a dog. (laughs) The other cats got to stay home with, uh, with a sitter, but we all trucked out to the Midwest where uh, I grew up to my childhood home. Obviously, we were devastated. We were sad and we were grieving, all of us. And my daughter has an amazing imagination. And I think she was around 10 when my dad passed, maybe 11. And she's really into filming things with the iPhone, like making movies. And she'd written this script and she came in very seriously. And we were all kind of sitting around just in our own worlds, just pondering and reflecting. And she says, I wrote a movie. Can we film it? outside uh because the weather was beautiful and my mom is always so supportive of her so my mom's like sure let's let's film this movie and this movie was <laughs> there was a monster of course my husband was the monster he's always the monster right there was a monster and zombies in it and like if you got caught by the monster i mean it was just ridiculous it was fantastic and as we're filming this movie for my daughter, because we knew that this is what would bring her joy is to be able to see all of us, whatever, we started laughing and we were laughing so hard we were crying. Like, and it didn't 
negate the grief that we were feeling. But I find it an interesting observation that every single one of us, even in the depths of our grief, was still open to having joy. And there was this, I'm going to be honest, a split second in my head as I started to feel joy that I was fighting it at first. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm sad. I'm I'm grieving. Is it okay to be laughing? Is it okay to be having joy? And I just felt, that's the only way I can say it, I just felt like a yes settle in on my shoulders. And I don't know if it was spirit or my dad or whatnot, but we laughed a lot with my dad. My dad was a very funny person. So, so here, you know what I mean? So I let myself go. I let myself feel that, open up to that. And it just kind of in a good way broke something free in all of us where we were allowed to laugh so hard we cried. We took a deep breath. It's on camera, which is even better because my daughter was filming the whole thing. <laughs> And it's a really special memory now that sits with me where we're in the backyard, in the woods, making this film, laughing till we cry and grieving my dad. And um, that's really special to me. If I had closed myself off to the opportunity of joy or I had said no to it, and I could have, we wouldn't have had that moment and that moment was really precious, especially with what followed the next year after that. And to hold on to that, it was such a gift. It's beautiful, Jessica. Thank you for sharing that with us. In the laughter is the healing. In the tears is the healing. In that moment of love and joy is the healing that is part of the grieving. And all of you clearly are people who choose to live in joy. It is a choice. I don't know that everybody makes that choice consciously, is aware of it. But again, there we come with the mindfulness of it all. And inherently, in almost every moment, almost, not every, there is, I don't want to say there's joy, but there is that state of being that we can find that may change the reality. That state of being, you all, it changed your reality in that moment. It wasn't, it's still real that your dad passed and that you all are there in your morning and all this is going on and you're like, what the heck's going on? But it brought in your dad's energy of joy and laughter mm-hmm. and the energy and the joy of life continuing. I think joy is a difference between embracing life, living life, choosing life rather than denying it. I think that's a really interesting point. My mind wanders to people who are oppressed or situations that oppress people Mm -hmm. and finding tapping into stepping into that state of being a joy when everything externally to you is just pressing in on you in a way that is out of your control you didn't make those choices but here you are it's almost like a rebellious act to say this is happening to me. You're, in a lot of cases, doing this to me. You're making these decisions that affect me. And I'm still going to find my joy because you can't take that away from me. Joy can be an act of rebellion. I agree. It's powerful. It's very powerful, which is why I think there's so many feelings about joy. Mm-hmm. If it's made to be so simple, why aren't you joy? You know, it, then it, it's, uh, or you're not feeling that you're in a state of joy or you can't find the joy in your life and you want to. It's almost as though you re- you feel like you're missing out on this secret sauce that is going to change yes. everything. 
and everybody has the recipe but you. And that's just not true because it comes from within. And it is something that you can cultivate. I like cultivate, something you can grow. Mm-hmm. I like I like that word choice. Right. We can that just we can practice yeah. it. Mm-hmm. We can cultivate it. We can practice it. We can bring it in. It reminds me of it's actually something I wrote in one of my newsletters. It was I was seeing this happening a lot. And I brought in the idea of gratitude. So even I was in a state, this was a few months ago, uh, this was a while ago. And it was just like, oh, you know, there's times <laughs> in your life when you're just like, oh, and then. No, never. I never know never. those times in my life. <laughs> and then for those of us, listen, there are a lot of us, we are living a privileged life. We have heat, we have air conditioning, we have food, we have all our needs met for the most part. And yet there's this sense of, I'm thinking of particular people who say things to me is what's going in my head. There's this sense of it's not enough, or I'm not happy, or I want more. And the more may be more connection, the may more may be more joy. I'm not saying that it's commercial or it's stuff or material. There's something missing though. There's something missing. Right? Mm-hmm. And yet they've accomplished everything they wanted to accomplish. And then that's when I, I say, but are you appreciative? Are you grateful? Are you creating a practice of gratitude in your daily life? Because I guarantee you that gratitude practice will bring you to a place where you can then start teaching yourself how to witness your joy. Witness maybe the joy of others. You know, one of the things that brings me joy is listening to children playing. I love hearing children laugh. If I hear a child laugh, I am immediately into a place of joy. What I'm resonating with is their state of being. They are in a state of being of joy. And then I'm resonating with that. And then I'm grateful that I get to hear that. So if we're cultivating joy because we're feeling a little low on it, that gratitude practice is going to be key. Don't you think that's a tool, Jessica? Yes. And something that sort of needs to be intentionally incorporated into your spiritual practice because it it can unlock the joy, or at least it can put you in the mindset anyway of being open to that possibility, even when things are not working out. I know I always feel better just before I go to bed at night. I just list all the things I'm grateful for because it just shifts me into a different state of being. It pulls my mind away because our minds love to survival, right? Lizard brains, gotta love it. They love to find the things that aren't going well because they want to fix it. Our brains want to fix it so that we're safe, we're secure, you know, we can sleep, we can rest. And so anytime I lay down, I always think about gratitude because it shifts from that lizard brain of what has to be fixed to what went right. And it allows me to relax and open up and be more present. We really do hone in on the lack in Mm -hmm. so many ways and that gratitude will help that's your tool, everybody, is we're talking about joy, whether it feels easy to you, elusive, whether you think it's a a thing or a state of being, whether you're comfortable or uncomfortable with it, a tool that you can use no matter where your level of understanding or being in joy is, is gratitude. It's such a simple yet powerful practice. And it also brings you to a mindful state. You know, the gratitude of a beautiful flower blossoming or the bird, whatever it is for you. I know a lot of people love the beach, the gratitude of hearing the 
the ocean or the water, the any of that, if you're just in those little moments, starting your day, ending your day with that gratitude will help you find joy. Even it will also just help you find mindfulness and appreciation, even when you're not feeling gratitude or joy. My, my husband and I joke a lot when we were in Boston for the first part of his cancer treatments, we wanted to stay in this state of gratitude. So we would list all the things um, that we were grateful for that had gone, that had gone well, that had come into alignment since so much had kind of gone off the rails. And at the end of some days, that was very, very challenging. And so uh, we knew that to make the other person laugh, a great thing to be grateful about was that we were both breathing. Uh, <laughs> that was all we could find in the day, but it was great, you know, and then and then we would laugh about it. And that would actually then open us up to finding the next thing and finding the next thing and finding the next thing, naming something so basically absurd that so baseline, but it kind of cracked us open to reframe things. And then we always found other things. But when you're struggling with gratitude, just just list the one thing like, I woke up today. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you know, it's I true. brushed my teeth. <laughs> and sometimes that, for some people, that is a real, that is a real thing. You know, if you're suffering from severe depression at any point, getting up and brushing your teeth is a huge accomplishment. And mm-hmm. what if you allowed yourself to feel joy, pleasure? pride, whatever that works for you, that you, that you did that, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the gratitude of that. It is a spiritual practice. It is a practice of well-being. It is a practice of evolution because joy is a frequency. Gratitude is a frequency. So as we are talking about evolving and evolving is different than growing. You're growing. It's kind of on the same level. I feel like we grow, but we grow on the same level. But evolution is about, it's about an arc. Well, it starts with a leap. So yeah. already you're, you're somewhere else. And I think the only way to keep evolving and keep that process going is to, I think the reason why it, the cards dropped it in this place is because it's around here where you sort of need that spark to ignite the fire to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the cards we've had up until this point. There's a lot of heavy cards there. There's great, there was not heavy cards too, but even just coming to mind, like surrender, mm-hmm. having to walk away from things, the wheel. The wheel. We were just talking about the wheel. We'll just toss that out. The wheel. It's going <laughs> to keep going. How are you going to keep going with it? <laughs> and And joy can be one of those ways that we can keep going with it or being open to the possibility that even in the most uncomfortable moments in life, joy can step up and fill that. I love Desmond Tutu. I love what he he writes now that he's gone. That took my breath. Yeah. But one of the quotes that has always stood out to me and that I have actually tucked into a drawer in my desk, he says, we are meant to live in joy. This does not mean life will be easy or painless. It means that we can turn our faces to the wind and accept that this is the storm we must pass through. 
We cannot succeed by denying what exists, and the acceptance of reality is the only place from which change can happen. And he was speaking about the apartheid in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And I think that it applies to a lot of different areas and to the journey of evolution, because we're not saying that this is not challenging. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that this isn't, that things aren't hard, but we're tapping into something bigger than our external circumstances. We're tapping into that fire, that inner fire, that soul energy. We're remembering who we are and that we have a right to joy no matter who we are. Mm -hmm. And by acknowledging that it's hard allows us to take the first step towards it. Yeah. And then we move from the idea of, I think we move away as children. I think we have the idea of just joy just that state of being of joy. I think Mm -hmm. we move away from that as we get older. Mm -hmm. And then coming back to that place, and I'm thinking of the quote and what you're saying, coming back to that place of understanding that joy is a choice. I think of all the great leaders in this world, the ones who really changed us for the better. And I think that joy and hope and gratitude were the things that kept things moving forward for them. I'm thinking of Desmond Tutu. I'm thinking of uh, Martin Luther King. I mean, the list can go on and on, but it's almost, it's the magic. It's the power. Presence of joy allows us to connect to that source, Mm -hmm. to the universe, to the higher power, to whatever. Because that's almost like a beautiful golden bridge, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It allows you to. And so you get this, when you connect to that state of being, joy is a state of being, you get a little glimpse, you get a little shot of home, right? (laughs) Yes, because that is the state of of spirit. There are various realms, but that's, you know, joy, I think, is a simple word to stay there, but I'm going to put that there because that's what we're talking about it makes sense but that's that's the truth the struggle or the lack of joy is completely an earth ego experience Mm -hmm. so again that's how we're tapping into spiritual evolution because as we evolve then that the vibration of joy becomes more present in who we are and how we move through the world. And the in real life part of that is it doesn't erase the world, mm-hmm. but we can find, we can still build upon what's there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy on TikTok. I can't take this from him. This is his saying. <laughs> He's a teacher, theater teacher. And one of his things is, um, he always says, find your joy. And that's what his whole channel is about, finding your oh, joy. He tells that. stories of the kids and things they they say to him. You know, he's teaching elementary school. <laughs> I can't sign off by saying, find your joy, because I'd be taking Greg's sign off. And I'm not going to steal that. So find Greg on TikTok. And you can even find Find Your Joy merch. <laughs> and with that being said find your joy thanks for being a part of today's adventures with spirit subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode we'd love it if you left a review 
Visit our website at adventureswithspirit.com to subscribe to our newsletter, submit a question, check out classes, and schedule your own personal reading with us. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures with Spirit Official for more inspiring content. Until next time, let spirit guide your adventure.